Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show, which began in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and the library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Senior Straight Talk. And they can also be downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is now also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers channel, so please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, watch out for my upcoming free caregiver distress recovery challenge, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much-needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter and teaches strategies from my proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness. They will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. Family members taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. And my latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve, is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. I do anticipate an audio book in the near future. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes and assisted living residences. And I'm honored that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the forward for the book. So I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And I'm also thrilled that Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, is a Senior Straight Talk sponsor. Olive Community Services is dedicated to providing culturally appropriate services to the diverse senior population. And before we begin, I always have to thank Peter DeGear of DeGear Therapy Services, who's a friend, a colleague, and consultant specializing in rehabilitation therapy services in nursing homes. Mm -hmm. And now I'd like to introduce today's guest. James Dentley is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, philanthropist, and one of the nation's top life and business strategists. As one of the world's most renowned and motivational speakers, James Dentley is a dynamic personality and highly sought after resource in business and professional circles for Fortune 500 CEOs, small business owners, 
nonprofit and community leaders from all sectors of society looking to expand opportunity. James hosts and speaks at events all over the world. His best-selling books include The Frequencies of Top Performers, MLM Mastery, and he also created the number one speakers and communication program, Inspired to Speak Action Camp. James's passion is to empower entrepreneurs and business owners to create a massive success and to achieve their dreams. This passion for coaching and mentoring has transformed good speakers to great speakers and great speakers to legendary. He has spent over three decades working with startups to major global brands to help them increase sales, productivity, and overall success. James has funded numerous programs to help homeless people, seniors, veterans, and provides the educational tools and resources for inner city children. He believes it's our duty to give back and help those in need. James never stops believing that with proper guidance and training, you can achieve anything you desire in life. So I'm so proud that James Dendley has agreed to share his time with me today on Seniors Stray Talk to discuss his work with seniors, veterans, and inner city children. So welcome, James. I'm so thrilled that you can be here with me today. Wow, that is a long bio. I'm excited <laughs> to be here with you. <laughs> well, there's a lot to say, but before we start our discussion and hear about mm-hmm. your nonprofit work, I want to start off by saying that mm-hmm. many of today's youth are either raised by grandparents or have older adults living in their households. And these are really lucky children who learn the importance that older people represent in their lives. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I can agree with that. Um, I remember when I was a child, uh, my grandmother lived with us and my mom, she had to work. So my grandmother was home and uh, they kind of took care of each other as my grandmother was moving up at age. I remember as a small child, that she really enjoyed the fact that I would make her laugh. That I would just bring that joy into her life. And we had the best time of that. And as I get older now and I have grandchildren and I look back, I always say you live life forward. You understand your life backwards. I understand that when you get a little older, you get to calm down a little bit. And if you don't, then your body will tell you to calm down on your mind. <laughs> I can attest to that, James. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, we start making noise when we stand up and then they start making noise when you sit down. <laughs> yeah. But it's really about getting to the place where you start to discover what's really important and move into a space of gratitude of what we've been through, what we've overcome, and that we're still here kicking it, you know, who we've... Who we, and then the same token, sometimes it's kind of tough because the older you we get, we lose people around us um, as well. So Absolutely. it's a, you know, just really about gratitude and acceptance. So um, I agree 5,000%. And um, I think as we advance in age, I I try to stay away from the word older because I think it reinforces that notion of old in our minds. Okay. Um, As though I I, I really make a conscious effort. Sometimes I I slip because it's so ingrained in us. But as we advance in years, um, I think that many people find more things to be grateful for. Uh, Do you find that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and you can get to that space where you can be grateful for all things, even when it's, it's pretty tough. But I would like to say that, you know, when you look at the term older, it comes from when you're a lot younger, 
Because right. when you're older, you can stay up late. When you're older, you can do it in the curfew. When you're older, you can purchase certain things and go certain places. So we always try to get older. And then when we get, and then when we get older and then older, then we want to move back to, oh, we just want to advance now. Right. So it's interesting you say that because I've spoken about this and written articles about this. Um, you, when when a, a child is two or three and you ask them how old they are, it's so cute. You know, they hold up their fingers. They can't mm-hmm. quite figure it out. And then when they're nine, they can't wait to get to be 10 double digits. When mm-hmm. they're 12, can't wait to get to be 13. 19, you're in your 20s, right? Yeah. Then from yeah. your 20s, you, you know, you go to your 30s. It's like, wow, you're, you're really maturing, right? And then you get to your 40s. But then once we get to a certain age and we start using the word old, now when you get to 60, you're 60 years old, you're 70 years old, oh, yeah. 90 years yeah. old, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to reframe uh, how we think about those things and, yeah. and hopefully get people to think <laughs> instead of that, you know, it's those people, it's our future selves, it's older, that we're really all emerging or evolving elders. It's in an active process that lives inside of us and maybe we should embrace it. And therefore, yeah. embrace older people because it's us. Amen. I'll go with that. Okay. So I want to hear about <laughs> your nonprofit because I know you do some fantastic work. And uh, I think it's great for people to hear how people are giving back and ways that they could help and they could give back, even if yeah. they don't have the resources or the reach that you do. There's always things yeah. that people can do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when we go to the grocery store, uh, one additional box of cereal, one can of soup, uh, it just kind of adds up. Uh, sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes it's just uh, being there for another person or sitting down and playing checkers or chess or, or just playing working a puzzle together. I mean, just, you know, uh, th- there's nothing more powerful than the power of the human connection. It's about really bringing people together in engagement because we all come from someplace and we're all connected through the energies and the frequencies of this life that we, that we're so honored to get a chance to live. No matter how many years old they are, they're ours. They, they belong to us. So we're our nonprofit already always amazing. It's kind of funny because my wife, Dr. Kara uh, Scott Dentley, she, uh, she, always, she would always say you're amazing. And I would say, well, yeah, but you, you're always amazing. And then she would say, but you're already amazing. <laughs> So we named it Already Always Amazing. And that's where the name came from. Amazing children, amazing veterans, amazing seniors, and amazing you. Um, because you are. You are what you say you are. You know, you have to proclaim that and then step into that. So with our nonprofit, uh, we've been working with, with seniors. Um, I really want to go into the COVID years because last year was pretty tough. Uh, a lot of caretakers did not work. They couldn't. Everybody was afraid to go into the homes and suddenly you have someone that's there with you. And sometimes those caretakers become your friends. That's, that's what you have. You watch television with them and, and then, you know, sometimes it just really clicks and all that kind of went away. And there was a, a void there. And, and I was really concerned about what people were eating because I love people to eat well and eat well doesn't mean you have to eat a lot, but you want to eat well. Correct. You know, so we, we cater meals, uh, three meals a day to 50 senior families, uh, husband and wives or sisters, sisters, who was in the household that was in the household together. We came to those meals and we did it for a full year. And uh, it's really a joy because the food was really, really, really good. And, um, you know, sometimes we, we kind of measure our experience about what we have to eat, but 
you know, it's kind of all relative to what you what you accustomed to. So we wanted them to feel real special. And then we would go in the home, and sometimes we sit down and we chat and get a chance to know one another. And that was just part of it. Uh, we would put together different trips and activities uh, for seniors, or uh, get them in an environment where everybody could play have yoga. I see more ninety five year old people now, over a hundred, that are uh, now have personal trainers. They're oh, out I there love working it. it out. Yeah, they're out in stepping classes and all kind of stuff, working it. So, you know, it's not the years of your life, it's a life in your years. Correct. It, it comes from the way you feel, the way you think, and the way you, and the way you step into the world each and every day. So it's really cool because uh, when you have those singers, sometimes they're really, really great. Some of them are really, really great with children. To calm down the, the, the child that may have a temper or may have some things that they're going through, or even it could be uh, medically, it could be chemically induced, uh, but they, they have a way of calming them down. You know, it's nothing like, a, uh, I remember, remember when I grew up, Phyllis, my, my grandfather was like, ah, and my grandmother was like, oh, he loves you. He didn't <laughs> And just when you say that, your voice softens, and it softens the heart, it softens the spirit. And so many people have that. But most of all, you have the wisdom of your years. And it can never be taken away because none of us will live long enough to, to learn everything. But we can learn a lot by listening and spending time with people who have been through some things and can share some things with us. I, I agree. And uh, that the importance of that intergenerational connection cannot be overstated. It is so crucial, not only for younger people to understand the value that older people bring in terms of wisdom and a, and a different approach to life and in a lot of circumstances, not always, but for the older person, because it really gives them a sense of purpose and a sense of passing on information and wisdom and experiences. And, and that those connections are, they're invaluable. Yeah. People carry them with them. Younger people carry those with them through the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's so important, but they do carry that. And just to re be reminded of just, you know, I remember uh, watching a commercial and Claire Pullar, she's 88 years old. She gets on television. She says three words that transformed her life at 88. She says, where's the beef? Oh, yeah. Remember that? Everybody knew that. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? And, and just to and I got a chance to, to meet her once. To be in the same venue with her, get a chance to meet her, and just to lighten her eyes because you know it doesn't mean you're, it's a, that you're going downhill. Sometimes you're just beginning. Correct. You know, you, yeah. You know when you look at uh, Colonel Sanders, he was 65 years old when he retired, and and a thousand and eight people said no to 11 herbs and spices. Correct. But he didn't go back to seasoning salt. He kept going, and the one thousand and nine person said yes. Correct. Yeah. I always that in, that story inspires me. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, he sold it at I think sixty five or sixty six years of age, and yes. um, and where and look where we are with it today. He he just never gave up. He never oh, gave exactly. up. And he had a tragic life. If you read mm -hmm. the story, he, it was one tragedy after another. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. it's really an amazing story. Um, yes, I read absolutely. it about a couple of years ago. So mm -hmm. uh, in terms of intergenerational program, I, I know you did a, uh, something very interesting lately with taking people to Disney World or, or mm -hmm. some a trip like that. Do you want to talk about it and what it meant for both sides of the equation, the younger people and the older people? Yeah. You know, um, as one said, it's easier to build strong children than to repair 
uh, a broken man or woman. Um, and, you know, when we get them when they're young, they're, you're influenced by your environment. Uh, you're influenced um, uh, by the people you spend time around. Um, what you live, you learn, what you learn, you practice, and what you practice, you become. I grew up in an area called Inglewood here in Chicago. My mom uh, raised myself and my three sisters. She worked in a grocery store in the daytime. Uh, she divorced my dad when, when uh, I was five. And she worked in a dentist's office at night. And so uh, we, she, she, we grew up with a lot of love. I remember we had, on the refrigerator, there was a sign that said, think, just remember that. And we didn't have a lot, but I was a, a worker bee. I always found creative ways to make additional income. So I had to shovel snow, rake leaves, and, and bring some money home for my sisters. And so we could have little extras here, extra there. So I know what it is to grow up and, and be limited. And when I got out into the world and saw more, um, I, I, also, I started working with the inner city youth um, from six years old all the way up to uh, ooh, the uh, Salvation Army. I mean, some, I guess so many kids are in their uh, early 20s. But uh, it's really about giving people hope and letting them, letting them know that their life matters. And the best way I could find to do it at the time was to have them tell a story about their life or what's important to them. Write their own book. And if they couldn't write a book, write a chapter, and we could put 10 different authors in that one book. And I wanted that to be their legacy piece because when I was uh, um, back, well, when I was uh, working in a company called ACN many years ago, there was a, a teacher there that lived in San Diego. I'm from Chicago. And, and she asked me if I would speak to her class. And, and I, I stopped in San Diego when I was there that one day and spoke. And then I would send them letters and I would send them uh, uh, Bulls, Chicago Bulls championship T-shirts when Michael Jordan would win and hats and, and books and candy and book bags. And they would write me these beautiful letters, sometimes in Crayola, that they wanted to be like me. And those kids really uh, impacted my life to make me want to become better because I, I've thrived off a band of, you know, I just feel, feel that sometimes people just want to feel like they, they just want to be somebody. Correct. So when they wrote those books, that when they completed it, we took, um, had a friend of mine, he was trying to get his kids from California to Disney and he was a Mouseketeer. And, um, and we worked a lot of nonprofit organizations together. So he put it out on social media that he was looking for some help. And I responded and say, yeah, okay, I'm in. That's it. And then he told me what I was in for. <laughs> so, so we ended up, I ended up uh, getting airline tickets for like 55 kids and 55 parents. Uh, we had to give, I gave everybody per diem because I didn't want them to go someplace and not feel comfortable that they can be right. there and experience it. Uh, they all had beautiful hotel rooms in the Marriott. It was the Comic-Con. So it was the, I think it was a 30 year reunion of, of, uh, of uh, Disney. So not of the Mouseketeers at least. So uh, they got the chance to experience that. They got free tickets to the park. We rented a luxury bus to take them back and forth uh, to the park. And I remember this one little kid named Jacoby. Uh, the rumor was, well, the story was, he picked up a, um, uh, the bathrobe out of the hotel. He put it to his face. He said, Mommy, I never felt anything this soft in my life. Oh. Now, that touched me. The interesting thing was my wife and I couldn't go because I was speaking on a Thinking Grow Rich tour. So I had to send one of my employees in their child and I knew he would take wonderful care of him. And he really did. And those kids hung out uh, with this young man, Lavelle, and he just took great care of him. And they just had the greatest time. Uh, three days in Disney, not all food, everything was taken care of for him. And they just had a wonderful time. And um, hopefully uh, they get it. Some of them would get that experience or all of them would get those experiences that will stick with them. And, uh, and now we follow up with them with Destination Safe Haven 
and see how they're doing. We want to nurture them and then teach them how to help other people and how to become an entrepreneur, how to uh, get into a certain industry, uh, even at a young age, how you can start to find out what it is you want to do by trying different things. And, and there's just no limit to what's happening now in our world. So we can open up those doors for, for our kids. Uh, they really are futures. And maybe they'll take care of me as I uh, uh, right. move into Advance another place. Advance in age. Advance on that now. note, I think we're going to take a break on Senior Straight Talk, and we'll be back in a few with James Dentley. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. All of Community Services is a 501c3 that provides culturally appropriate services to seniors, their family, and the community. Through their interactive programs, Olive engages participants physically and mentally with a focus on building strength, mobility, and mental health. To learn more, get involved, or make a donation, visit olivecs.org. Together, let's live, learn, and thrive. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Amon. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. I'm here with the inspirational James Dentley. And we're having a great conversation, not only about seniors, but the wonderful work he does, uh, his passions, about giving back and uh, it's truly it's truly inspirational so i'm so glad you're with me james and uh, we can continue this conversation so we we ended in the in the first segment uh talking about the wonderful work you did with these young children and um experiences that hopefully will stay with them for their lives and um as a person who's you know advancing yourself um through life's journey I, I don't know your age, but um, you're, you're advancing in life's journey. We all are, actually. So it doesn't matter what, what age. I mean, do you see things differently? How has the work you do impacted you? And have the work you're doing changing in some way because yeah. of how you see things as you're advancing in years? Yeah. You know, I benefit so much from the people who had advanced in years before me. I'm 63 now. And um, but when I was even younger, uh, there were always people around me who would give me sound advice or they would say some things that would stick with me that would impact impact my life forever. And I remember my uh, stepdad, his name was Gaddis, and he was uh, he'd been diagnosed with cancer and I'm a cancer thriver. I've been cancer free now for four years. Um, and I remember uh, him, he tell him telling me a story about his older brother, who was his hero. And uh, he looked up his older brother, he was a big, strong guy, and he had gotten sick. And uh, one day they, was talk they were talking, and his brother just looked at him with this really peculiar look. And he said, what, what are you thinking about? He said, well, I have to go to the restaurant. He said, but I can't go myself. Can you help me? 
So he had to put his brother on his back and he carried him to the restroom. And then he, you know, set him down and, and then uh, he closed the door. And then he had to come back and, you know, clean him, make sure everything's okay and bring him back. And he said to me, he said, I never would have thought that in my entire life that I would have to do this. He was my hero. He was the person who was so big and strong. He said he learned at that moment that you could do anything if you care. And the reason I brought that up, Phyllis, is because as he was going through his journey, he had, he had stopped smoking for 20 years, but he was smoking three days of three packs a day for 20 years. too. <laughs> and as he was going through his journey and he, he went to the restaurant one day and just could not take another step. And I remember those words that you can do anything if you care. And he really transformed my life uh, when he said that, because he prepared me uh, to be there not only for him, but to be that, that person for all people. You know, when I learned to love people for themselves, you know, when you love a person for you, that means you love them until you don't get your way or you get disappointed, but you love them for them. You can love them across the street. It doesn't have to be personal. You just control how you are going to show up in their life. And, and in my life, I was taught to hold a door open for people, um, older or more advanced or younger when I was as a little kid, and uh, I was just taught that way to be very polite. I was in a, a discipleship course in my church. I did it for four years, um, 45 minutes a day, 16 weeks and homework every day. No, three hours, three hours, three hours once a week. And we had homework about an hour every day. And, um, um, and I was the, the baby in the group, you know, because I did it in the daytime because I didn't have to work. And I was always known for taking care of all the other advanced women that were there and the other one male who was Deacon Coleman that was there as well. And I had such a, a wonderful time because I was able to learn, but they also taught me how to relax in my spirit, mm -hmm. calm down. You know, because as I remember, you know, all of us remember the days we're always in a hurry to do things. Right. And then you get to the point where uh, to take, you know, I let people get in front of me in the line. I have nowhere I have to go that, that bad anymore. <laughs> and it's so amazing. But you have to get to that level of maturity to realize that you can slow it down and you can enjoy every bit of your life through your memories, through the experiences. You can see things that other people cannot see because of where they are. You know, so for me, it's just an honor to be around people who are more mature and that I was in a place that I would listen to them when I would get sound bites that would impact my life, like putting an ingredient in a crock pot. Right. You know, and a crock pot's a slow cook. Right. So when I was in my 20s, they were putting things in that crock pot. And all my life, it's one thing's going to crock pot. And now at 63, now it's just starting to smell really, really good. It's not to stir. It's not you put a spoon in and taste it, but it's not ready yet. You right. Still right. It. So I get that from, from the people who are, who, are, who are before me, who are more advanced than I am because of what they live. And then sometimes you lose, uh, you lose some of your, your skills. Uh, but it's okay because if there's love in your heart and there's love from someone else's heart towards you, uh, that you can make it through. Because no matter where we are from the time we're born, all we need is some love. That's right. what it's about. Yeah, that's what it's about. And there's no better love than, you know, if a daughter's a grandparent, it's a lot nicer to the grandchildren than the parent was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, listen, I, 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 I could probably relate to that because when it's your kids and you're in the throes of it, and um, even though you think you have a, a certain approach and you think that that's what you want to go with, the, the tension, the frustration, the stress, the 
anxiety, the rushing, the responsibility. It, uh, you can have the greatest intention in the world and sometimes it doesn't always come out the, the, in the best way. But I yeah. did want to say something that you just said about older people. I think it was, um, I don't remember if it was the first book I wrote or the second, but I, re- I dedicated it to all the people, all the older people that I met in nursing homes and what I learned from them. And um, one of the things I think I wrote in this book was that through the years, so I started out working in nursing homes, obviously, at a much, you know, a, a younger age, I've been working in nursing homes, like 40 something years. And now I'm 68, I'm proud to say that, um, you know, when I got to be about 50 or 55, and, and, you know, residents would say to me, what's your age? Or how old are you? You know, the, the familiar way we say it. And I say, oh, I, I'm nearer than further. I'm a lot closer to you than you think. And um, then they would ask me my age and I would tell them. And if they were even 70 or 75, they'd say, well, you're a kid. You're just just a baby. Now, even at 68, if I meet somebody that's 93 or 98, I'm still 25 years their junior. So when they I, uh-huh. they were 25, I was born. So I'm, I am a kid. And, that's, and they yeah. still say that to me. Oh, you're a kid. You have a lot to learn. But the difference is now I know that that's true. Yes. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is extremely powerful because it's really about what you decide. You know, um, I, I like to encourage people to wake up every single day and know that this is your life. And no matter what's happening around you, you get to decide who you're going to be this day, this moment. And all you have to do is get through that one day. Even in the Lord's Prayer, it says, give us this day. It's not a whole week. Just give me a day. <laughs> because if I can get through Saturday, Phyllis, I promise Sunday starts out really, really great. Right. <laughs> really. That's a good point. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yes. very, very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even matter at what level of physical ability or disability or medical ability Mm -hmm. or disability or impairment or Mm -hmm. lack thereof. It's just Mm -hmm. what you said. If you live through this day, then you're starting the the next day on a positive note. Years ago, I was in a a facility and um, I'll never forget it. And I've told this to people many, many times. There was a gentleman, I asked him how he was uh, and he said, great. And I thought that was a pretty amazing statement looking at him. And so I said, what makes, it, what makes you feel great today? And he said, it's kind of what we're just saying, but he said it in a way that was really impactful. He said, because I'm looking at the grass from the top down and not from the bottom up. Amen to that. <laughs> I, I, never, I never forgot that. Ever, ever, ever. I was like, Mm-hmm. Well, I, I couldn't really say much to that because no matter what you're going, it really puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It does. It does. You know, it's also about being really sensitive because we all live the journey that we live. We live the, the walk that we walk is our walk. And sometimes it's not always pretty. You know, things do happen along that journey. But throughout it, you know, you can look back and there's so many things to be thankful for, even so the fact that we woke up even this morning, that we're here even right now, you know, people are hurting all over the world. And, you know, so, and this is a natural progression. You know, if we are blessed, 
then we're going to live a long, mature, exciting life if we're blessed to do it. And in the meantime, let's just be blessed every single day with what we have, because you know tomorrow's not promised to anyone, not one person on this world. So the main thing is that is, is ours, embrace it. And I would just encourage um, uh, people when, you, when you're younger, sometimes we're in, a lot of, we're in a hurry and we don't take the time and we lose our patience uh, with people. And uh, if we can just look at people and learn to look at them and approach people just with love in your heart. Now, you know, there's a difference between loving and being in love. In love is when you might run your credit card up in debt. You know, <laughs> you stop it. But, but when you love is how you show up and approach another person and you can see through whatever they're going through with that day or that moment and still be able to stand there with them and appreciate them and, and show them acts of kindness that are genuine. They're very authentic. And I think when you do that, it's such a great sense of peace and what a great reward you get from just being able to be in that space. Well, it, it's, uh, it's kind of where you started at the beginning, talking about a smile. So um, because you could share that and not knowing what a person is going through, it could mean so much to them. So I have an example of something that just happened yesterday. And you never know how people are receiving uh, how you look. Um, and, and why it would connect with them. So I ordered uh, some, something to eat from this local restaurant and I was walking from my car to walk in to pick it up and there were two people sitting outside eating. And um, the woman said to me, wow, you have a beautiful smile. Well, whether it was beautiful or not is a separate issue, but she said, it made me feel so good to see a person smiling. I don't see people smiling that much anymore. And, um, you know, maybe it was just the smile or maybe it hit her because of something she was going through. Um, but they, then she was sitting across from a gentleman when I came out. They, she said the same thing, how, how much it meant to her to see a person smile. So I think even when we're talking about older people, and when you're talking about patience, it's such an easy thing to say. Yesterday, I was at the grocery store and some, some woman dropped some change and I took the time to, spend down, to bend down and help her pick it up. She was so appreciative. That small act of kindness, we could do things that make a great impact in people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. It just really comes down to being kind. And why wouldn't you be kind unless you're in trouble yourself? And you're hurting because hurt people can't hurt other people. But in the midst of it, you know, uh, there's an old saying, I, I was really sad because I had no shoes. And then, then I met a man who had no feet. Right. Um, I, was in a, um, I was in a meeting speaking with a, a young lady about she wanted to put a show in our network. And she was telling us how uh, her mom and dad, uh, when the mom was pregnant with her, they were both married to two different people. And, um, and she grew up not really being accepted in either household and what it really did to her. And as we were, were talking, uh, my phone rang. And it was a dear friend of mine uh, named Marty. He lives in South Carolina, North Carolina. And um, when I hung up from him, I remembered his story that when he was a kid, his father would put a gun to his head and watch, make him uh, watch as he beat his mom. And then one day, he heard loud noises. He comes out of his bedroom and goes downstairs. The father had murdered everyone in the family. And this gentleman uh, came, became not only very successful, he's a pastor today. He has a loving family, loving wife. And even though it's still there, that experience is still there. 
but it doesn't drive his life. He's cho- chosen to do good work and to take the most horrific thing you could ever imagine. And he was very descriptive about what he saw and, uh, and what happened even after family members took him to, a, to live someplace else. And now he was abused there. But he chose to take that and let that be the guiding light of power, that the situation wouldn't get the best there. And we would learn how to love and make a difference in the lives of other people. And for that reason, that's the reason why he's today uh, doing some great work impacting lives throughout the great state. Uh, I think you, you touch on a very important point there, which is you can choose to rewrite that story for yourself mm-hmm. uh, with a different meaning Yes. for your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all a journey. You know, it doesn't, you know, when people face trauma and dramatic things at all ages, it doesn't matter about as you get older. Um, but, you know, I do understand, you know, I, sometimes I look at, fen- I look at a fence now and in my mind, I jumped it. <laughs> <laughs> I look at a tree in my mind, I can climb that tree, right? you know, but then reality kind of hit. So it's really about remembering to smile and laugh and laugh at your, the things you, that you don't even know, uh, that, that you may feel like it's something that you may have lost or you, you're not able to do anymore. Sometimes you just got to laugh at it. And, um, and, you know, if you do it right, you have people surrounding you. And what we want to do at our nonprofit, and that's why I love what you do in your life's work, is that uh, it's really uh, sending awareness out to, to be kind because we're not thinking about, we're thinking about our own internal situation. Correct. And I think it's about the fact that there are people out here every single day and some people can't come out uh, because of that. So to be kind, because and on top of that, you have the person who has matured in, the, in their age, but then you have maybe a caregiver. And that's a tough job. A lot very. of people need to learn how to do that. It's very difficult to give of yourself, but it's very easy if you can give of yourself. Right, right, you right. just do it, it's easy. Yeah. So you got to get out of our head. It's it's interesting that you 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 tell that story because I um, uh, developed a training around communication and empathy, and um, I first did it as a presentation, and then I was asked to do it in a nursing home, and uh, it was about people being kinder to each other, understanding each other, obviously empathy, communicating in a in a in a better way. So uh, one of the exercises I did and it's kind of become a signature exercise of mine, is uh, finding your inner smile. Mm-hmm. And I do an exercise to have people get in touch with something that makes them happy. Uh, it could be anything. It could be, listen, I had, um, I had some um, ice cream last night that I shouldn't have had, but if I think about it, I'll smile. Uh, so it could be anything. It could be a faraway place. It could be experience, mm-hmm. maybe a new pair of shoes, anything. And you, I was surprised to see how many people could not do it. They couldn't get in touch with any experience inside themselves or some wouldn't even try because they're in so much pain. Yeah. 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 Well, I was just going to say, so when we meet people, we don't know the pain that they're in and a Mm -hmm. smile could, a simple smile can make a very big difference. Yeah. And the life, you know, is a life that, you know, so everything you let go of usually has claw marks in it. We want to hold on to it because we hold on to things that um, are that we think are helping us and protecting us, but they're really hurting us. We put these walls that we create because we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to feel like we're not able anymore. We don't feel like we're inadequate, that we're not good enough. You know, the number one human need is the need of significance. Yeah. 
Correct. And I think through love, understanding, and through a smile, you can give that to a person. But sometimes even from a, a mental state, you know, sometimes we tear off, we go that way with dementia and other challenges there. You know, so I think as we go down this road and become more proactive in, in our living and um, the things we're putting in our bodies and the things that how we use in our minds, um, that what we might be able to do is get to the point that as we mature in, in, in our age, in our experiences and other people around us, that we can perhaps be the guide that keeps life in everybody's living. This just keeps it there. You know, my mom passed away about two years ago and um, almost three now. And um, we we're very, very, very close. And, you know, for her, um, she was just ready to go. Mm-hmm. She did everything. She wrote out everything. Her, she planned everything. All we had to do was pick one song. That's all we had to show up. And she even told people. She, she got the four of us together seven years prior, and she already had an obituary done and everything. She was a, But she had fun every day in her life, but she missed her sister's and she was just tired, and she didn't. And uh, her, she had a pulmonary, pulmonary fibrosis, uh-huh. you know, so it was hardening. So she was on oxygen, and she was just tired. But I knew her so well; she was ready. She's been talking to people that weren't here for most of her life. She's always talked to people who were no longer on this right, plane, right. and uh, so she was just ready. So it wasn't a sad situation. She did it her way and made her decisions. Um, and um, I was able to honor that and, um, and honor all the time and what she taught me because I talk to her every day, even now. Even now, I talk to her today. So, you know, everybody has to walk that walk, but just to embrace the fact that, uh, you know, um, that this is the path that all of us must take. And we look at the news today, and there are people that don't make it to six years old because something random happened. You know, so. Okay, we can get to the point that we can start to smile and love and, and show up with a positive and a genuine energy towards people as they mature or even a little bitty babies. You know, then I think we have a better society and we can walk this walk and have our path and our journey. And you know what? The great thing about maturing in age is that you live forever by the people you touch. True. Yeah. True. How many of us, how many of the people listening could probably hearken back to running into somebody who's saying, I know somebody who spoke about you or talked mm-hmm. or told me a story about you, or yeah. uh, I met somebody who knew you a long time ago. So you're right. We have no idea. I know that's happened to me many times. I'm, I'm sure with your reach, it's happened to you, but it's happened to everybody if they think about it. So really what you do and how you show up is really living on. And it's different at different stages in your life. Mm-hmm. You may be better at it at some stages than at others because of things that you're going through, but it's something to really keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it really about, it really comes down to who you're, who you're going to be as you're going through it. You know, uh, the Bible talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's a story, but they were dancing in the fire, they're thrown in the furnace and they open up the furnace, the king, put him to death, and he opens up the furnace of dancing. Who are you going to be in the most dramatic times? Can you trust then? Can you learn to smile when there's no reason to smile? We talked about Viktor Frankl, this book, The Meaning of Life. Uh, look at Nelson Mandela and what he had to endure. And not to compare one with the other, you really can't. But I got, I've known motivational speakers. There's a woman who has no arms. And this woman, uh, she asked for, uh, she was offered a can of something to drink, and they took a can of soda and laid it down right on the table, just put it down. 
And the host, John, was like, you know, so, that's so rude. Can I open that for you? And she said, no. She takes her foot and takes her foot right. and grabs that can. You, you know the story, right? Well, yeah. I've seen people do it. So Yeah. So, you know, you look at that. You look at people that have no sight. And I give you Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles, you know. You look at somebody that says she never walked. A woman Rudolph wins gold right. medals. So right. you never, yeah, so you never count a person out. We're just living in our plane. I know people have been third degree burns all over their body. They, they don't have their limbs, but they're inspiring motivational speakers. So what causes one person to be in a dramatic situation and another person in the same situation? Do uh, you mind if I share a quick story? No, please. No, go ahead. Um... And, and this is of, of all ages, but there were, there were two brothers and um, uh, one was a very successful attorney and the other was a, a third time, three time loser in jail for the third time. He was in jail for the rest of his life. And the brother that was an attorney was getting an award. And um, so they wanted to interview him, but they found out he had a brother in, in jail. So they went to the brother in jail. They said, well, what happened uh, for you to turn out this way? Your other brother, we're giving him an award. He's super successful. What happened? And he looked at him and said, how did you expect me to turn out? My father never loved me. My mother left us. He hated me. He beat me. He abused me. He spat on me. He told me I'd be nothing. What did you expect me to do? And the reporters with empathy said, wow, he had a tough life. They went to his brother and said, we spoke to your brother in jail. He had a little wiry smile on his face, okay? He said, we asked him what happened for him to turn out that way. Let us ask you, how did you turn out this way? And he said, how did you expect me to turn out? My father never loved me. My mother left me when I was a kid. He abused me. He spat on me. He told me I would be nothing. What did you expect me to do? And I go back to Victor Frankel when he said, two men both trap behind prison bars. One man sees the mud, the other sees the stars. Now, when it comes to seniors, you have a senior that may or may not be able to go there, but there's also someone else in their life that can be present for them. Right. And prepare, because as you're, as you're helping other people, you're also helping in preparing yourself. You're building the muscle for you to go through with grace. I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm really speechless. Uh, I guess we'll end there. I can say that uh, I heard you speak a couple of weeks ago and um, it was as inspirational as this just was. It was phenomenal. So I would urge anybody if they get an opportunity to, to hear you speak anywhere, they should do so. Can, can people get in touch with you? Do you want to share some contact information? Well, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to be bringing a lot of shows, bringing awareness to uh, to seniors, and I invite everyone to take a look at that because, man, you so much. Do you imagine what we can learn if we listen? <laughs> and that's why we have two ears and one mouth, but we we yeah. forget that sometimes, right? Yes, yeah. And when you listen to someone, you're saying that they're important and their words matter, and that's important. But a great honor. So people can reach me at JD at jd3media.com. Again, that's jd, jd at jd3media.com. Well, that's that's terrific. And I'm, I'm hoping that people reach out to you. And I know about this network you're creating, this platform mm-hmm. for television shows. And um, it's really quite incredible. It's unique. So if anybody's listening and interested in doing something like that, I suggest they reach out to you. And yeah. um, find out more about it because it's really going to be game changing. 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, the Golden Girls were hilarious and with different personalities. Archie Bunker was cranky. You know, <laughs> this is a place for everybody. I, I agree. You got a story. You got a, You have a story. We want to you bring your story to the world. You have a show we want to know. I, I agree. Well, this has been just terrific, James. So thanks so much for generously sharing your time with me today on Senior Straight Talk. And I mean, the conversation was enlightening and the wonderful work you do for seniors, inner city children, veterans, and beyond the wonderful and inspiring work you do from, like I said, from somebody who recently heard you speak. I mean, I could attest to what an inspiration you really are. So please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And I'm Phyllis Amon signing off. And please remember to like, click and share our episodes. So until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.